Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour, bonjour. (laughs) Yes, Happy New Year, Happy New Year still in that happy new year vibe for sure i'm excited oh my name is jennifer hadley and i love a course in miracles and i love the opportunity to live a course miracles it feels like a sacred opportunity a sacred trust so let's place our hands on our hearts and take a breath here tuning into the infinite so grateful and so thankful that love is all there is love is what we are love is our nature love is our identity love is our essence love is the very nature of our being it is the truth about all life one life one love one power one presence that's what we are now and forever and we give thanks to know that it is so we Join together in this way, transcending time and space, to celebrate our divinity and the divinity of all life, to remember our perfection and our wholeness is intact and our holiness does indeed bless the world. We are already free. We are already as holy as holy can be. And we're willing to recognize this and to truly be the living demonstration of it. Living A Course in Miracles. We share the benefits with all. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yes. All right. So our topic today is about looking at the year ahead and what kind of year we'd like to have. In the rules for decision, it talks about deciding what kind of day you'd like to have. Let's decide what kind of year we'd like to have. This is part of the work that we do in Masterful Living, my year-long course, which is uh, getting ready to start in later January. Come and join us. It's a powerful way to transform your life. And one of the things that we do is we set aspirations and intentions and goals for the year. And so an aspiration is really how you'd like to live and be. That's what we put our focus on. And to me, it's so valuable to be able to do this. It makes such a difference in people's lives. One of the things I have people do if they're willing to write a letter to me uh, as though it's one year later and they're telling me about their wonderful year. And so uh, at the end of the year, people will pull out those letters and say, oh my God, when I wrote that letter to you back in January, I had no thought for one second that I could manifest any of it and I've manifested almost all of it and some more wonderful things too because this is the difference between working on our own and working in that sense of unity with all life that sense of being part of a unified field of love where everything is for us and nothing is against us so it's a major mind shift A Course in Miracles begins with seek not to change the world, but to change your mind about the world. So that's what we do in my Masterful Living program. We seek to change our mind about the world, and then we watch the world transform as we change our mind. I think one of the most challenging things for spiritual students to simply accept is that their thoughts are generating their experience and a major way that their thoughts are generating their experiences because their our thoughts generate our perspective it's our interpretation it's the meaning we make of things and that so deeply affects how we 
are feeling about everything. And, and, and in this world, our feelings are our life, right? I mean, if we feel great, that means we have a good life. If we feel bad, it means we have a bad life. And <laughs> it's, I know for myself, I used to think that the, the way things were in the world were what made me happy. And now I witness how differently I think because I am thinking in alignment with the Course. So things cannot go my way in the world of form, which happens on a very regular basis. Things don't go the way I'd like them to go. And it can feel like a challenge. And then I get to see, do I have an attachment to thinking that my way is the best way? Or I can't be happy if it's not how I think it should be. The world teaches us that happiness is conditional. Love is conditional. Joy is conditional. Peace is conditional. And these things are not true. So we have to come out from the world in terms of our thinking in order to reclaim our happiness, our joy, our peace, our sense of harmony. And it's so, so worth it. So we really do have to discard the world's way of thinking. We acknowledge it, but we don't have to think that way anymore. Because we are thought leaders. We are iconoclasts. So we are not the ones who are doing what everybody else is doing. We are coming out from among them and demonstrating a different way to live. So the best way to teach is just to demonstrate. People tell me that all the time. I learned so much just from watching you and how you are. Now, I that's what I intend, and it also makes me smile. <laughs> because I used to demonstrate unhappiness, and I, 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 I would have argued for happiness has to be conditional that you know how could you be happy if this happened or that happened you couldn't be you couldn't feel good you couldn't be at peace in the midst of whatever turmoil or things not going your way you would have to be distressed you would have to be upset I firmly believe those things so when people tell me now I I am demonstrating how to live this way. Of course, it's my strongest intention. My strongest intention is to truly live A Course in Miracles, be that living demonstration to the best of my ability in every moment. And it's my joy to do that as well. It's exciting for me. It's fun for me. But it's also, on a certain level, it's hilarious it's hilarious. I can, I can hear my friend Lisa Natoli laughing with me right now, and other friends too. And you know, it's it's funny. This is a topic that often comes up with spiritual teachers. I was saying this to some somebody the other day. That um, yes, I remember the conversation. Now uh, we were talking about the spiritual counseling training intensive, we're calling it the quantum counseling training intensive that we're going to do in person at the end of May. Uh, my friend Mark Anthony Lord and I were going to do it. He's going to come and join me and do it. And um, I think Alan Cohen's going to be a part of it as well. But anyway, um, so we were, Mark and I were on the phone talking about it. And I said, Mark, in my intensive training, the very first thing I do with the spiritual counselors is I say, number one order of business is we have to address this idea that every spiritual counselor has when they begin, which is, who am I to be a counselor? 
Who am I to do this? How could I do this? How can I counsel somebody about their relationship when I'm still having relationship challenges? How could I counsel somebody about finances or health or whatever it might be, their siblings, their children, their parents, their spouse, whatever it might be? How could I counsel anybody about these issues when I still have these issues myself? So I say that's the first thing we're going to address is that insecurity that who am I to do this? I am not worthy. I am not good enough. I am not there yet. And because the truth is, and I love this, I got this from Michael Beckwith. He said, God does not call those who are already qualified. God qualifies those who answer the call, and all are called. Not that all are called to be a spiritual counselor or a spiritual teacher, but all are called to live in their true identity and to let go of the attachment to the idea that we're not enough or that we're lacking in some way. So in terms of thinking about this year and moving into this year, um, First and foremost, I would like to just say that I love this time of year so much because the, of the focus at the end of December on the Christ, that the, the energetic that I experience because of that is, and I think it's global, whether people are Christians or not, is that the human race consciousness is more malleable, it's more imprintable, it's more available to release the past and be present to the Christ the, and, and the Christ potentiality that's within each one of us. Because there's no more Christ in anyone than someone else. But what there is, is people have more awareness of their Christ nature than others. So that's a thing that Jesus demonstrated. And that's why he said, even more shall you do, because people of future generations will find it easier to live in the Christ consciousness. He knew and understood that. So to me, that even more shall you do, I take that as my, well, the word that comes to me, I've never said this before, it comes to me as prophecy, that even more shall I do. And I'm interested in that. Uh, of course, I'm not interested in being better than Jesus because I don't think that anyone is better, could be better than Jesus, just like I don't think anyone could be less than Jesus. All is one. There's no better than, no less than. That's an ego illusion. So Jesus tells us to remember that our holiness is intact and there's nothing our holiness can't do. Now, as we're approaching this year, as I'm approaching this year, I am less focused on what I'd like to do in the world than what I'd like to be in this world, in my life, in my relationships, in my activities. What would I like to be? And I would like to be that risen Christ. I would like to be that unerring example and to simply stand forth saying, Yes, we can do this. We are doing this. It's happening now. So that to me is such an important point that God is a now system. I, th I think of it as a now business, a now enterprise. It's not future. It's not what are the future sales going to be. It's not what are the future accomplishments going to be. How many people are we going to sell this Christ thing to, you know, <laughs> 
as Course in Miracles students, teachers of God, no, there's not, no thought like that. But it's being it fully, just allowing it to, to be revealed to us, as us, for us, with us, in us, around us, and everyone. So God is a now business, and now is the perfect moment. And what's also interesting is in every now moment, we're also we're bringing the past to the light because life is circular, it's repetitive. Think of the wheel of karma. And we're rising up, getting off the wheel of karma. And Jesus is very clear. How do you do that? Forgiveness offers everything I want. Everything. Everything. And, and this is what I have found very, very helpful to me in Living a Course in Miracles, is to take what Jesus teaches in this big blue book, literally. My holiness blesses the world. Forgiveness offers everything I want. I am here only to be truly helpful. I don't know what anything is for. Everything works together for my good. Everything is helpful. So I could go on and on. These are some of my favorites. Pain is a wrong perspective. So I find that having these clear, concise teachings at the tip of my tongue, the tip of my awareness, however we want to think about it, because it's not really the tip of my fingers, the front of my brain, my brain, I don't think my brain is thinking thoughts. I really don't. Um, Because I am not a body. So these simple ways of articulating the teachings, these are my rock. These are my liberation and I hold them so dearly so closely so gratefully now what I'd like to share are some of the things that I've been sharing lately in my daily blog my daily shot of spiritual espresso if if you're new to the course you're new to me maybe this is the first episode you're ever listening to Uh, if you go to jenniferhadley.com or powerofloveministry.net you will find uh, all t- kinds of free offerings. Same at Living A Course in Miracles. These are my websites. And um, we have so many free things, tons and tons, including more than 600 episodes of this podcast. So you can gorge yourself on free things. I encourage you to do so. And I and have been talking lately in my daily shot of spiritual espresso. I record a prayer every day and send it with inspiration. I call it my shot of spiritual espresso. I've been saying over and over again, also at Sundays with Spirit, in my New Year Reboot program, I've been talking about certain things about how to set the tone for this year because each year, the beginning to me is a sacred opportunity, feels like I said malleable, imprintable, consciousness does. It seems more so because of, I'll call it the heat from the Christ, has warmed up our consciousness to release things that don't serve us anymore and to be more clear about what's really important to us this year in our life. And if you're listening to this in October. It's it's just as true then, but there's the sense that what I'm talking about is happening right now. But it's never not the perfect moment to do this work. So one of the things that I've been talking about with people quite a bit is to 
that in Masterful Living this year, we're going to be really working on, there's nothing outside of us. Pure Course of Miracles, nothing outside of me. Meaning, all is one. I am part of everything. And it doesn't mean that I, there's only me. It means that there's nothing apart from me because I am one with everything. So it, it, it's, I don't know if I'm making myself clear, but I'm going to trust that that's all I need to say about that. So from that perspective, taking total responsibility for what we think and for how we feel, for the way we look at things and the meaning we make of them, as A Course in Miracles says, that's our liberation. And that is always our focus in Masterful Living all year long, that we are responsible for how we view things. And that's where all happiness lies. It's why people make such amazing changes in their life in just one year is because we are keeping our attention on that and clearing the mind and it becomes uh, we become the happy learners discarding that which we don't like that's one of the things that Jesus talks about in the course keep what you like let go of what you don't keep what makes you happy and let go of what doesn't make you happy and so Complaining, does it make you happy? No, it doesn't make anybody happy. No, it never does. It's the last choice of someone who feels like a victim to go into complaining. Yeah, I, as, a, as an expert complainer, I know this to be so. One of the things that is so valuable for us to consider right now, again, at, at any time... Is, is how are we, how are we distracting ourselves from our spiritual growth in ways that we're not even aware of? Because I've talked with thousands of spiritual students and I've been one myself for so long, I understand how much alike we all are. And one of the ways that we are getting in the way of our spiritual awakening is we make other things more important and we live our life in service to the ego when we don't even know that's what we're doing so and and this is to me such an important topic that you might even feel so tempted to tune out right now because this is so important and so life-changing, what I'm saying here. But most of us, and I would even say all of us, are tempted every day to do things that are not important and not valuable rather than do something that is important and is valuable. And I'll give you an example. And, and this is how I, I used to experience it. In the morning, I'm a morning person, and I would, as a spiritual student, I made time because I enjoyed it so much, not because I had to or I felt I should, but I actually really enjoy just sitting with a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or my lemon water or whatever and being contemplative, maybe reading a little bit of the course and just contemplating it, just allowing it to percolate, allowing my consciousness to marinate with this thought of truth, opening my mind to how does this work in my life? How does this work in my consciousness? Okay, I'm never upset for the reason I think. Give me an example of that spirit. Let me see that in my own daily life. What what are we talking about there? Being contemplative. So um, I, I like all of that. And even though I like it very much and it's very enjoyable to me, super yummy, there is a tendency at times to um, say, you know, I really need to get this laundry done. Or, you know, it this isn't really that helpful to me. I, I'm not good at 
doing this. So I'm the spiritual work. So I will feel better if I just get that dishwasher unloaded, get to work early, get some of those emails answered, et cetera, et cetera. There's always a million reasons why I should stop connecting with spirit, stop being present to the love of God, and instead go do something that is a distraction that actually doesn't even need to be done right now. So we're coming into a break. I'm going to pick this up on the other side of the break here. Uh, again, I'm uh, I'm so grateful for us to be connected. And if you're interested in any of our programs, anything that's going on, go to jenniferhadley.com. You'll find all the information about Master the Living right there. Don't go away. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. So going right back to where we were talking about being distracted by doing mundane things, getting chores done, getting tasks done. This is how a lot of people approach their lives. They're very good at getting all the chores and tasks done, running the errands and all of that. And I know I've I've talked about this, but not in a long time, I don't think. I am the kind of person, I will put those things off and put them off and put them off if I can have more time to connect in spirit. If I can have more time to be in that flow of love, whether it's walking my dog or um, connecting with someone in my life, I choose those things instead of choosing to get the errands done and to get those other kinds of things done. I, um, it really flipped for me to move into that place where it's more important to me to have more time connecting with spirit than it is for me to get those things done. And I discovered in myself that I get a little ego hit of satisfaction. There, I did the dishes. There, I did the errands. There, I got those emails done. There, I got my email inbox uh, organized. Oh, I returned those calls. Boom, 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 boom. Look at what a good person I am. Boom, 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 boom. Getting these things done. And look at what a smart person I am. What an effective person I am. Oh, look at me. I'm so good. Getting all the points today. And I realized that I could do that all day long. And at the end of the day... I didn't feel really good. I didn't feel fabulous. But if I anchor myself in spirit and I invest in my connection with spirit in whatever ways, there are many ways, of course, and then in the course of my day, I have experiences where maybe somebody's annoyed with me and instead of thinking, F them, that's their problem, they're stupid. Instead, I'm like, oh, I can see you are having an issue with me. Would you like to talk about it, clear the air? I can hear whatever you might have to say. And then they can tell me what's going on for them. And then I can see they totally misinterpreted something I said. I didn't mean it that way at all. And they got their feelings hurt because of how they interpreted it. And then I can help them see, oh, that was their thought, not my thought. And it's not from a place of, so you did that to yourself. (laughs) you got to take responsibility. But instead, I'm here to be truly helpful. And I can say, oh, honey, I, I totally see how you made that interpretation. I get it. Oh, my goodness. I can totally see how... 
what I said or did triggered you. But here's what I was thinking at that time. And you can see that I was in no way thinking what you interpreted it as. Now, how do you feel now that you know what I was thinking? They feel totally different. They feel released from the whatever meaning they made of it. And that's being truly helpful. That's furthering the, the cause of freedom. And that to me is very fulfilling. That's what makes it a great day. Not getting all the chores done. Getting all the chores done never makes it a great day. Ever. But releasing judgment of any kind. Helping others to release theirs. Being in the flow of love and feeling connected to the Christ, that makes it a great day. And nothing else may have been accomplished but that. So the invitation is for us to keep the eye on the prize, which is not getting things done. Because it's not about the doing, it's about the being. And that's not just a cliche, that, that's the truth of it. Getting things accomplished in the world is it's worth doing i accomplish things every day of course but i've just learned that for me it's not fulfilling it's not satisfying to get the chores done that could be done next week or tomorrow and to keep and make sure that there is room for spirit in my heart in my mind in my life right now and not to put that off. I'd rather put off the chores than put off that connection with spirit. But I can tell you, when I was first learning to pray and meditate, and I do meditate every day. I'm not a giant meditator. Um, it's, I think it's helpful and an important part of my daily spiritual practice and my my health regime really the health of my consciousness and well-being but it's not something I do for hours at a time uh, that's just not my way and it's not the way of A Course in Miracles it, it's uh, especially if the meditation is aimed at detachment from the body which a lot of meditation is so instead, uh, I find the fulfillment and the deepening comes from connecting with others, joining with others. I find a lot of healing in the joining. And I will also say that when people are really strongly ego-identified, sometimes it can be really difficult. Uh, sure, uh, has been my experience but now I find that even when people are very resistant and reluctant antagonistic etc I I still enjoy being able to connect and join with them so yeah it's interesting how things shift and change the ego points that we get for getting things done are empty points. At the end of a life that's gotten a gazillion points for getting all the chores done and the errands done and doing everything, 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 it could be a life that was just spent doing those kinds of things. Now, we can do those things and be in the flow of love connected with spirit at the same time. And that is what I endeavor to do. And A Course in Miracles talks about being far too tolerant of mind wandering and not valuing the truth enough. So one of the things that I have found to be super valuable to me is to be very clear about what is most important to me and to 
make my priorities my actual priorities because I, this is what I see with folks coming into course to um, masterful living is that they have priorities and as they progress through the year they actually make their priorities more and more their priorities because if we don't prioritize our priorities then whatever we put our attention on will get done so for me I have for many years now prioritized my awakening awareness, being able to be at peace all the time, forgiving everything, 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 everything. That has been my priority to live in a non-judgmental way. And all the time I find myself more forgiving, less judgmental, and I feel the fruits of it. And the fruits of it are just one of the the many, many fruits are that life gets so much easier. I could tell you story after story after story of how things that were very hard for other people were easy for me or things that um, uh I was able to, that seemed very daunting, very challenging. I was able to work through it very easily and very quickly in in a miraculous way. Like everything I needed just showed up right when I needed it. Um, Even though five minutes before it was like, I don't know what the hell we're going to do here. This is like, ah, we're in trouble now. And then five minutes later, nope, we are not in trouble at all. (laughs) We are completely supported by the universe. So I I can just give you so many examples of things like that. And they happen all the time. In fact, they happen so often, I, I, I forget them because they are not, uh, they are not um, special. It's just how life is. And it takes us, I think it takes us years to really develop the level of trust like uh, Jesus talks about in the development of trust in the manual for teachers. It, I think it takes most of us years to develop that level of trust where things just unf- unfold in what feels like a miraculous way. And uh, I was just writing about this in my Daily Shot of Spiritual Espresso that miracles are not when I won the lottery, it's a miracle. Or they, the police department arrived just as the robber was breaking into the house. Uh, it's a miracle. Or... Um, Somebody gave me $5,000 just when my car broke down. It's a miracle. Those aren't miracles, according to A Course in Miracles. A miracle is a shift in consciousness going away from the ego thought system and towards the thoughts of God, towards the truth. This is why valuing the truth is so important because it does bring you a miraculous life. So when we move away from the ego thought system and towards, we could call it the Holy Spirit's thought system or the thoughts of God, then that's the miracle. When our thinking changes, that's the miracle. And when our thinking changes, then the whole world changes in our experience. Seek not to change the world, but to change your mind about the world. So if you'd like your experience to change, you have to change your thoughts about it. And the fastest way to change your thoughts about it is to actually release the blocks to love. And that's what true forgiveness is all about. It's releasing the blocks to love, which are the thoughts of, I'm not good enough, something's wrong with me, it's the thoughts of I'm bad, I'm not good enough, 
Um, it's the thoughts of they're bad, they're not good enough. It's all of those false beliefs that block the flow of love. When we're in the flow of love, then we're welcoming everything good. When we're in the flow of love and being loving, then we don't experience life as difficult even when other people could be going through exactly the same thing and be experiencing it as difficult. What I see is that my life is more peaceful now than it's ever been, not because of circumstances and not because of anybody else doing anything differently. The only thing that makes my life more peaceful now is because of where my attention is is it's on giving and receiving love more than anything else I still have a lot of attention on uh, taking care of my physical life food the, my, the animals I care for I still put a lot of attention on that, but I'm interested in doing that in the most loving ways possible. Open-hearted, generous of heart, overflowing with love, don't need to protect myself. That's huge to not feel like I have to protect myself from things anymore. I don't have to control everything. I still get annoyed and frustrated every day, as I will always say, but I, I, it's less and less, and I'm very glad that's less and less. And it's not just less frequency, it's less intensity. So that's the less and less. So for me, it's very helpful to have this conversation and really invite all of us, myself included, of course, to look at what are the things that I do day to day, again and again, that are actually distracting me from my growth and development. Where do I pursue ego hits, little ego satisfactions, instead of spiritual connections? Where am I looking for ego satisfactions instead of love connections? So most people, if you just make a list of what are the things that you do all the time that you don't really have to do all the time, that you don't have to do every day, so, um, and it's going to be totally different for different people. Like for me, I, I liked to, I remember I had someone helping me to train my dog. I did a lesson with them and they asked me, this was when she was a puppy. They said, how much time do you spend walking her? Uh, and I said, well, probably 90 minutes, two hours a day something like that. And they said, oh, well, that, that, yeah, that's a good amount of time. Like, yeah, it seems like it to me. But in that two hours a day, in that 90 minutes a day, I am I'm out in nature, which is nourishing to my physical body, the negative ions, the fresh air, the sunlight, uh, because I live out in the country, we have no street lights, so you don't you don't go walking in the dark. Um, and I'm connecting with her. I'm enjoying her. I often will arrange to make phone calls during that time, and so I. It's so healthful and helpful for me to be out in nature, to get into the woods, to be able to see the beautiful mountains around my house and really enjoy what's happening in the nature that surrounds us. So that, that is very nourishing to me. 
and of course it's necessary for my dog but other people like when I have pet sitters and things like that they walk her much much less much less usually um and I understand that you know 90 minutes two hours that's that's a lot of walking it's miles a day and but it's it's for me it's for me and it's not I'm not doing it to escape anything and I I like I said I can connect with other people that I love I make all kinds of phone calls I listen to different things at times and I just enjoy the nature at times so it doesn't feel like I'm running from God or trying to get an ego hit there but um Sometimes there is a temptation to go do shopping, grocery shopping and run errands and things like that. And I think, okay, tomorrow I'm going to take a few hours. I'm going to go run those errands. And then that day comes and I think, is that really what I want to do today? Well, you really ought to go do those things. Do I really need to do those things now? What if I just don't do them? Yeah, I think I'm not going to do them. And in fact, today was one of those days. I was going to get some things done, and then I thought, no, I'm not going to do those things today. That doesn't feel like that is going to be fulfilling. It's going to feel empty, so I'm not going to do those things today. I'm going to do things that do feel fulfilling. And um, so... It's a different way of living. Uh, I know I've talked with many people who have what I call the tyranny of the to-do list. The to-do list that is always, in a sense, criticizing them, uh, even though it's an inanimate thing. It feels like it's always taunting them to do more, do more, do more. You never do enough. Oh, my God, you never get these things done. And uh, many people have to-do lists where they put pilot on. It's like an ideal wish list that's completely unreasonable. And uh, at the end of the day, they feel like a failure. No matter how much they did, they still feel like a failure. I say that is an ego trap. And instead of having a to-do list like that, I rarely have a to-do list. In fact, I made one for myself yesterday, just a few things I didn't want to forget, and I totally forgot to look at it today. So, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) I'm just remembering it now as I talk about it. So, hey, you do you, but I just invite, if you're a to-do list person, consider only putting on your to-do list what you will forget to do if you don't do it. Consider that. Consider that. Ah, yes, yes. So to that end, for this year, what are your priorities? For me, my priorities this year are my awakening, my awakening awareness, and remembering my true identity. My priorities are always my self-care, living a healthy, harmonious life, and providing that for the animals that I care for, my dog Bodhi and my cat Sattva. And I, I would like to finish a book, Uh, I've got a book started. I'd like to finish it. I would like to be in a romantic partnership. Um, So some dating. And uh, I, these are my priorities. And other people have other kinds of priorities. But those are my priorities. And I keep my attention on my priorities. 
And then I have the things I'm going to do that I'm excited about doing different work projects, etc. And some gardening projects and things like that. But the those things, even though I put a fair amount of time and attention into them, they're not my highest priorities. My highest priorities, my awakening, my self-care, and the care of my animals, and uh, those are the things that are most important to me. Of course, my relationships are a very high priority to me, and so I invest time and energy and attention into them. So this year, I invite you to consider your highest priorities. Are they to know the peace of God and live the peace of God, demonstrate it in a way so that others would be inspired and motivated to do as you're doing and to pay attention to what you're doing that is showing you that peace of God? Is your priority to love yourself and to recognize you're not your body, you're not your personality, you are the living Christ. And so to love yourself is to love God. Maybe that's your priority this year. Maybe your priority is to be non-judgmental and so to be loving, to be compassionate, to be kind and patient and generous no matter what. That's how we really change our lives, by changing our priorities. Well, I'm almost at my time, and I would like to say this. Masterful Living registration is open, and it's closing in a couple of weeks. And if you think you're interested but you're not sure, go to jenniferhadley.com forward slash masterfulliving and check out all the details there. You will be able to make uh, an appointment with one of the spiritual counselors. We call it an exploratory call. It's a free call. And you can basically ask any questions you have about any of our programs to see if any of them would be right for you this year. It's a free call. You can get some good counseling while you're at it. All right. We are grateful for the love of God that shines so brightly, so beautifully, now and forever, in our hearts. We share the benefits with everyone. We let it be. So it is.